Welcome to Code Talk, the podcast where we discuss building code and its impacts on residents and business owners right here in Fairfax County. You know, many homeowners and business owners rely on contractors to complete their construction project. The risk of hiring an unlicensed contractor, though, runs deep. Unfortunately, there are many unlicensed contractors who try to take advantage of homeowners and their money. And here to discuss the issues with unlicensed contractors, we have Melissa Smar, a code specialist with the Code Development and Compliance Division of Land Development Services. Melissa, good to have you here and look forward to the conversation. Thank you, Jim. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. And let's talk about this this problem out there that we have uh, with unlicensed contractors. It's kind of a general broad-based question to start with. We talked about it in the intro that it's a problem. Yes. How big of a problem are we really talking about? Well, I don't know the full depth of how big it is, but with the complaints that my office sees, it, it it's definitely big. Yeah. Um, a lot of contractors lie to homeowners. Oh, um, wow. Homeowners sometimes don't know that they can actually verify their licenses um, with the Department of Professional and Occupational Regulation. Um, and then it ends up just causing a lot of stress, headaches. Um, sometimes there are homeowners that are without a kitchen for many months. Oh, gosh. Um, if they're doing a kitchen project or bathroom remodel, they're out. You know, they can't use that particular bathroom because it's not done and it's all torn up. So there are a lot of um, additional stresses that people don't think of until they're actually in the horrible yeah, experience. Yeah. So how do you find out if the contractor you were interested in hiring or unfortunately may have already hired has the, the proper license or licenses? Well, there's two ways. One, um, we, we do have people call um, Land Development Services, and we can actually go on the um, Internet to the Department of Professional and Occupational Regulation website. Hmm. They have a license lookup. You can look it up by name or by license number if they have it. And just a quick tip here in Virginia, um, all license numbers in Virginia, contractor's license, start with either 2701 or 2705. Uh, there are some uh, contractors that make up numbers, um, thinking that people won't check. Um, but yeah, they, they yeah. Interesting. So, I actually had an unlicensed contractor case where a guy went on Angie's list and just started making up contra- uh, license numbers. <laughs> and <clears throat> when we were able to have him arrested by the police. I asked him, I said, you know, why did you do this? He goes, I just made up numbers. Huh. I didn't think people would know or care. Yeah, and you're probably right that most people don't see know what those numbers are, and so they don't really mm-hmm. think about it. So interesting, interesting. Other than the number, are there other signs of like an unlicensed contractor or scam or something like that? Yeah, there's quite a few. So uh, as um, we've spoken before in the past, Jim, um, with uh, Silver Shield, um, we we are trying to educate people about people going door to door. And not to say that um, people who go door to door are not legit. However, most contractors rely on word of mouth, um, advertising. A lot of them use Angie's List, mm. the Better Business Bureau. Um, so um, another scam related to door to door solicitors is they say it has to be done right now. Gotcha. Um, yeah. You know, you only have like 15 minutes to decide if you want to take this great offer. Um, another scam related to driveways is um, they'll take material from a, a, a driveway that was already done hmm. and they'll bring it over and they'll say, well, you can, you know, you can have this. Well, people who know how to pour driveways, it has to be fresh concrete or fresh asphalt. Um, and you don't want to get leftovers of somebody else's right, job. Right, right, right. So maybe we've 
Unfortunately, I already hired a contractor, and unfortunately, it's an unlicensed contractor. Mm-hmm. What what can we do if we if we're in that boat and we find out now? Whoops! I've I've hired an unlicensed contractor. Well, a couple of things. One, um, you can certainly contact Land Development Services. Um, my group actually handles these complaints. We also work closely with the Department of Professional and Occupational Regulation. They handle unlicensed contractor complaints. And just for your listeners, it is a criminal offense. Um, for a contractor to do work uh, in Virginia without a proper contractor's license. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, We talked about door-to-door a minute Mm -hmm. ago. Um, Are you saying we should never hire a door-to-door solicitor? Or or I guess I'll put it this way. Should our listeners hire a door-to-door solicitor? My recommendation would be if you consider hiring a door-to-door contractor that that is doing door-to-door solicitations, just make sure they're properly vetted. In addition, if they are coming door-to-door, they have to have a solicitor's license with the Department of Cable and Consumer Services. Um, They have to have that at all times. And you can certainly ask for their contractor's license because um, it's almost like a driver's license. It's it's actually it, it fits like a driver's license. It's made of paper, but they are required to have it with them at all times if they are trying to solicit or do work. Okay, and so I could actually get that one of the things to help vet them, as you said, get that contractor's license number, mm-hmm. write it down, and then call somebody you know to verify, as you said, that they're just not making up numbers. And then also make sure that they have the solicitor's license, which would also be another uh, kind of step toward credibility, if you will, reputable. Exactly. And also um, another safeguard that the federal government as well as Virginia law um, has is if you sign a contract in your home, you have three days to cancel that contract. Mm -hmm. So if you have second thoughts or you discover after the fact in doing research that the contractor is unlicensed, there is a, um, uh, a law that says that you can cancel the contract, which uh, Consumer Affairs here in Fairfax County can help, as well as um, Land Development yeah, Services. Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. Good to know. So we've, we've found a licensed contractor now. Now we're ready to, to get the ball rolling here. And a lot of folks are uncomfortable when we're talking about money. Um, a lot of times folks want all of it up front. You know, maybe some folks want half now and half when it's complete. You know, maybe there's give me a third down, third halfway, and a third at the beginning. You know, kind of talk to us a little bit about that money. How much is the recommendation to give a contractor to begin a, a project? Sure. So uh, the Department of Professional and Occupational Regulation uh, recommends that you give a third up front, um, and that's usually for the the purchase of materials oh, okay. to get the job started, a third midway through the project, and a third after all of the permits have been finaled. Um, so our building division, um, one of their uh, goals, as well as you know approving and reviewing plans, is also to inspect the work. Um, and I have found in the last several years that people don't you know go ahead and give the money to the contractor, but the job's not completed. Mm. And then they find out that there are horrible issues, um, code issues, and they end up in some cases having to hire another contractor to correct the work wow. that should have been done correctly in the first place. Right. Um, so that's what we stress. Uh, and in addition, um, do not pay cash. I know mm. a lot of contractors, especially the unlicensed, they insist on cash so there's not a money trail. So we absolutely 
any agency you talk to recommends either a check or credit card. So there is a bank trail um, if it has to go to court that sure. we have. Sure, absolutely. Um, we talked a little bit earlier about, you know, kind of what steps to take, how to get some information to uh, to verify their, their reputable, you know, license numbers, those kind of things. Reference checks, are those kind of something that we should be looking at, should be doing? Sure. Uh, absolutely. Um, references are important. Uh, just remember, though, that usually if a contractor gives you references, not unlike ourselves when we're trying to find a job, right. they're going to pick the best people that like them the most. Right. They may not have done the best job, but they probably got along with them. So it's great and should recommend. I recommend that they should go ahead and check references, but just know that they've handpicked those individuals. Mm-hmm. You mentioned a moment ago uh, the the stories or the situations you've run into where you know you, they followed the recommendation about paying a third down, a third midway, but then they've you know made that that final payment, but then the the inspections hadn't been done, and you know it's not up to code and those kind of things. What are we? What should we do if we're in that spot that a contractor fails to complete a job? Um, and you and you want your money back. Does that does that make yes, sense? Yes, it absolutely does. Um, so, contact the county um, again. Uh, Consumer Affairs. A lot of people do file complaints online with Consumer Affairs. We work with them to try to uh, determine whether or not they should handle it for just the money part of it, mm. or if there are code violations that you know are life safety, which again is a is a main concern of not only the building division but the county as a whole. Uh, so just um, just call the county, and also, if there's any questions, you can call Land Development Services. Uh, I do have um, an inspector on my staff who actually deals with these type of complaints. They deal wow. with he deals with post occupancy, which is, you know, two years after the fact, up to two years after the fact, we can help with code violations or projects that have stalled where the contractors just left the job, hmm. or if there's a dispute where they're not going to come back and we just need to kind of get yeah, all the, yeah. to get the project completed. Right, right. We talked about a couple of couple of things earlier that could be uh, recommendations or tips, if you will. But as we're kind of wrapping up here, are there uh, some other tips that you can give us to, you know, as we're looking to hire a contractor, things that we, we should do from, from your experience? Yes. The, the first uh, tip I would like to give is just Um, obtain three estimates. You want to make sure that you kind of know, you know, the high end of the the contract price or the project price, uh, the the low end and maybe something in the middle. So, um, and we've even heard people get five or six. Now, Mm. of course, that's going to take time, um, but it's probably going to save you more time um, in the end and a lot of aggravation if you do that homework up front. And um, another tip is basically just to... um, you know, make sure that you check their license, um, make sure you check their insurance, because we've had cases mm. recently where um, the contractors promised the homeowners for insurance. And usually the uh, the insurance company will actually make the, um, the there's like a rider, I guess, I, I'm not, you know, an expert in insurance, but mm. they'll actually put the project name on an insurance claim, or not a claim, but a like a form mm-hmm. so that it protects your project in the event that there are problems. Okay. So, and for insurance, I have learned recently that it's about the code violations, not about the, the work itself. Oh, okay. So okay. if it's a cosmetic, they're not going to cover that. But if there's major structural issues or code violations that the county has, 
you know, enforced right. um, that they could possibly cover that in, in the insurance policy. Okay. How, how would a homeowner go about checking that insurance? Well, they have to... They, if the contractor does not give it to them readily, that's usually a red flag, and you probably mm. don't want to go with them. Gotcha. So, um, unfortunately, there is no database um, that either uh, the state government or the county government keeps bonds or insurance mm-hmm. information mm-hmm. on contractors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it's just a matter of making sure you have that information before you sign a contract. Right. So, it sounds like, uh, you know, the onus really is on the homeowner. Do their due diligence. Something doesn't quite feel right. Maybe, you know, trust your intuition, intuition, it's not right. Uh, Check references, check license numbers, all those kind of things. Is there a place where we can actually go online or is there some we can call your office, somebody's office to to get more information about, uh, you know, some of these tips or more information on hiring a contractor? Yes. So uh, the Department of Professional and Occupational Regulation actually has um, some information on their website. They have, I think, 10 tips on hiring a contractor. Um, And then we also have some information on our website with Land Development Services, which I think you're providing uh, at the end of our talk here. Um, so, and then of course, we can definitely be reached um, by phone if people just want to talk on the phone. Okay. Uh, final thoughts. We're wrapping up on time here. Anything as we're continuing our conversation about unlicensed contractors? Or? Yes. So, just two last parting thoughts. Number one, you just, um, again, want to do your homework. Please make sure they get a license uh, and make sure that they finish all the final inspections. And that can be checked on our website as well. Uh, And number two, um, just watch out for your neighbors uh, because a lot of them, uh, these unlicensed contractors will come and start doing work even though they don't have a contract. Um, And if there's any suspicious activity, you can call the police um, and they're willing to come out and and investigate to see what's going on. Great tip. I think you, you mentioned earlier, you know, the, the job is done. Wait until all those inspections are done and mm-hmm. the, the, the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed on the paperwork before you before you make that final payment. Yeah, I can't stress that enough. Yeah, you. yeah. At least, uh, you know, you won't be out the full amount. You might be out the, the first two payments, but, you know. You got some got some protection there at least. Yes, All sir. Right. Melissa Smart with us, a code specialist with the Code Development and Compliance Division of Land Development Services, talking about unlicensed contractors and always, uh, you know, a, 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 unfortunately, a topic that needs to be discussed. But you know, Fairfax County, a booming community, we're always uh, having lots of construction, lots of projects going on. So something to think about. If you do need to get more information, as Melissa said, go to fairfaxcounty.gov. You can simply search hiring a contractor. Uh, for more information on land development services, you can visit fairfaxcounty.gov slash land development. And to reach the building division, call 703-631-5101. Or you can email ldsbdmail at fairfaxcounty.gov. That's ldsbdmail at fairfaxcounty.gov. Thanks again for joining us on the Code Talk podcast, which is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.